Welcome to Whipple's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Whipple. You just knew it was going to be a fascinating season for the Green Bay Packers. And it has been. The Packers seemingly have been in the news every day since their bitterly disappointing playoff departure from the playoffs in January. Welcome. I'm Gary Wolfel, and thanks for taking the time to join Ace Packers reporter Rob Rachel for another Packers podcast. How are you doing, partner? Well, there really is no offseason when we're talking about Green Bay, is there, Gary? No, there really isn't. Uh, I mean, guys like you, man, it, it's like uh, 365, right? I mean, it's like there, there isn't even an off day. Who knows what might pop up? I'll tell you a quick story. You know, you, you and you know, you're a family guy yourself. And my kids had spring break a couple of weeks ago. So that's obviously when you, when you kind of have to plan your vacations and your trips. So I think it was March 17th, Gary, that Thursday night. And I had just let my people know, all right, I'm on vacation. We're going to we're, we're leaving for a trip on, on Friday the 18th. I'll be back on the 25th. What happens 90 minutes later, Gary? They trade Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The Packers probably were waiting for you. To- <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, it never ends, does it, Gary? I mean, it, in, in, at some point, and you know you, you've been in this business a long time, you do have to say for a few days or a week, all right, you know, we're going to, we're going to skip that story or somebody else is going to handle it or, or what have you, just so you can have some semblance of a life. But man, Gary, the way the Packers are and the way they've kind of done business here, the, you know, let's take it back, Gary, 20 years, right? I mean, it's, we, we, yeah. we've had 20 years now since, since Favre kind of started the off season drama stuff back in the early two thousands. And, you know, Rogers has certainly continued it since then. And, you know the way the NFL works, Gary. March is free agency. April is the draft. May is, you know, a mini camps and OTAs. Same as June. By July, you're you're into into training camp, and and boom, August to January, you've got a season, and and then February, you know, we're we're back at the combine, and it's Aaron Rodgers month, right? So it does never end, Gary, and and what, which is good on, on many levels. It gives us plenty of talk, plenty to talk about here, uh, you know, o- over the next hour or so. Yeah. I, I don't want to, uh, you know, dwell on your uh, vacation getaway, but every time I talk to you, I, I become jealous because you've been going to Cabo. It sounds like on a regular basis and I have yet <laughs> to uh, get there, but one quick question, the best yes, thing to do in Cabo. Well, aside from uh, a, a few uh, beverage consumptions, Gary, uh, <laughs> you know, the, Gary, the place we stay at has it has five pools and it has something for everybody. You know, it has the adult pool. Yeah. You, you can visualize what the adult pool is. You know, it, it has the family friendly pools. It has a pool for spring breakers. It, it has everything my wife and kids, Gary, and, and, and I, we had a blast. We went out in the ocean around the water on, on jet skis and, and did that. I, you know, I, I know you a lot on of jet skis. Oh, you know it, buddy. <laughs> now that's a visual I'd like to see. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's video. We don't need yeah. that. Those are pictures that, that should probably be burned. <laughs> uh, but it, Gary, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of things to do aside of, you know, I, I'm a big fan on a vacation, Gary, and, and, and a lot of people are, you know, you, you work so hard all year. I like to, 
I like to get as much sun as I can, have a few drinks, mm-hmm. go on the go on the pool, lay there, read a book, and and I'm fine doing that for ten or twelve hours straight. The, a, a place like Cabo, though, Gary does have, you know, a, a ton of stuff to do. Then maybe away from your resort, whether that's golfing or dune buggying. Uh, you know, we we've done some whale watching at times, which is which is a ton of fun to go and do with kids. Like I said, jet skiing. So they've they've got all those excursions, Gary and. You know, if, if you get to the right all-inclusive hotel, you're eating at five-star restaurants with, you know, uh, terrific, uh, you know, wines at night and steak dinners and things like that. So um, I'll be honest, Gary, you know, I, I don't have just one answer to your question because it's all on, on, on a trip like that. It's, it's all pretty awesome. Well, you know what? I, I've talked to a bunch of people, uh, as you well know, I like to travel myself and Everyone I've ever talked to about Cabo just raves about it. And like you, I got away a little bit. I went out to Hawaii, and I got to tell you this quick story. It only take a couple seconds, but my wife and I are in Waikiki at the beach, and uh, there are some people sitting next to us. And uh, this woman started telling me about how she's a big NFL fan, right? And I thought, okay, sounds good. For the next hour, we talked about the NFL. <laughs> all we talked about and she was a huge broncos fan she of course wanted mr rogers to uh relocate out there but uh it's just amazing how many people have an interest in the nfl i mean it it was it's unbelievable gary i do my darndest not to wear like a shirt that would say you know a sports team or something like that yeah you know, I, I just want to get it up. You get away from it for a week and you know, I, I'm with you. You know, you, you, you put on a Colts shirt or something, or, you know, a, a, a badger hat and somebody's going to want to talk sports with you 24 seven there. That's the way of the world, Gary. And it's, and, and it's, and it's more than ever with the NFL. We've, we've talked about that a lot on the show. We, we see it every single year as the numbers get higher and higher and higher. And, you know, you look at some of these contracts that even the announcers are getting right now, right, Gary, these, these guys to switch networks. I mean, it's, it's just insane when, you know, the, the money and the contracts and the deals that are floating around, um, you know, not just for the players, Gary, but, you know, secondary people inside that league, like a, like a Troy Aikman, right. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. absolutely insane. Well, you know, what was crazy. It's about not going to change Gary. Yeah, that, yeah. That's for sure. And that, and that, and that's a good thing. Yeah, well, what what was crazy about this, Rob, was, I mean, she was very insightful. She was talking about free agent pickups, you know, potential (laughs) trades. I asked her what she did. She said she was an investment banker. And I go, where are you from? Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. Out of the country. I know. No NFL team. And uh, she was that immersed in, in, in the NFL, so. No, it, it, it is not scary. On, on my flight to Cabo, I, I sat next to a couple of people that, uh, and, and the Adams trade had just happened, whatever, 12 hours ago. And, 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 and they were bemoaning the fact that, you know, Green Bay hadn't traded Rogers, that they wanted Rogers traded instead of Adams. And, <laughs> of course. And they, wish, they wish the Packers would have gone in, in that direction. And I just kind of nodded and, and listened and, and didn't let them know what I did because I didn't want to get in a four hour discussion of, you know, the, the upcoming free agency moves that were looming now for the Packers. I just, I just wanted to watch my movie or whatever it was, but uh, it, it is funny, Gary, you can, you can talk to people around the clock, no matter where you are about that league. Yeah. Well, Rob, I'll tell you, a, a lot has happened since the uh, Packers playoff debacle against the 49ers. And it's a game. I still can't believe that the Packers lost, but 
there has been some major news coming out of Green Bay. Two biggest were uh, Rogers signing a long-term extension or getting a long-term deal. And the other being uh, Devontae Adams, obviously being traded to the Raiders. Uh, let's start with Rogers. Uh, were you surprised? Number one and number two, was it the right move? Well, I'm going to say yes, Gary, that I, that I was surprised. I mean, you and I were both at the combine and, and, you know, by the time the combine ended, I think it had become pretty clear that Rogers was coming back, but I, I Gary, I'm going to say that, that I was surprised strictly from, from this point, you know, dating back to all the drama of, of the 2021 off season where Rogers obviously broke the news or Adam Schefter, whoever you want to say did, uh, you know, the night of the NFL draft and, and then, it, then it loomed all summer. Will Rogers come back? Won't he all the, all the teasing and, you know, the Instagram post about a last dance and stuff like that. I, I Gary, I certainly expected 2021 and I'm talking all through last season. I certainly expected that to be the end for Aaron Rodgers. Now it, it, it at least in his time in green Bay. Now, clearly he and management patched things up enough where, you know, he, he opted and decided to sign the extension and, and come back. And it looks like he's got a real good chance now to, to finish his career as a Packer. Um, Gary, I think if you followed all those breadcrumbs, like, like you and I did and all the clues that, that were coming out from when the season ended uh, through the NFL combine with, you know, simple things, Gary, like the Packers hiring Tom Clemens to, to coach quarterbacks, you know, one of, one of Aaron Rodgers' good friends, one of the coaches he was closest to, uh, during his time here in, in Green Bay. It, 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 simple things like that, Gary, I think it became pretty apparent by, let's call it the end of February, that Rodgers was coming back. Was it the right move? Um, Gary, I, 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 I'm going to still argue that it wasn't. We don't know what Jordan Love is. We don't know what they have in Jordan Love, and they could fall off the face of the planet, I guess, if, if they turn things over to, to, to Jordan Love. But, Gary, I, I, I'm still fully of the opinion that they are not winning a Super Bowl again with Aaron Rodgers. And if I'm proven wrong, hallelujah for Packer Nation, right? Because You'll buy me a ticket to Cabo? There you go. Maybe. maybe. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll talk about it. We can get a couple more sponsors. Maybe. There you <laughs> um, go. Uh, Gary, I, and, and the way this contract is structured, I just don't see them winning, winning another Super Bowl. We're going to go through this here shortly. I mean, but they have taken some enormous hits in free agency, led by Devontae Adams and Darius Smith. I mean, a couple of a couple of stud Pro Bowl players that are now no longer on that roster. And I know Zadarius Smith didn't play last year, Gary, but his first two years as a Packer, he had 26 sacks. You could make the argument Devontae Adams was in the top three, four, five wide receivers in team history. He's certainly at the the peak of his powers today. Uh, that, that wide receiver group, Gary, they'll rehaul it. They'll reload it in the draft. They'll sign a veteran, I'm sure, at some point in time. But they will not be better, in all likelihood, at wide receiver. The team, Gary, they're going to put on the football field in 2022 will not be as good as the one they put on the field in 2021 or 2020. And we know how both of those seasons ended. They ended with home playoff losses. And last year, Gary, they didn't even win a playoff game. You could make the case that when last year ended, Gary – the Rams, the 49ers, and Tampa Bay were ahead of where Green Bay was. Maybe Green Bay was on a par with Dallas. And, Gary, I would argue that the Packers have gone backwards since then. And I, I don't even think, you know, I don't even think that's debatable. There's, there's no question. 
So Rogers contract for the most part, Gary takes him through 2024. He's got $146 million in that time, Gary, of bonuses that are coming his way. Think about that. 146 yeah. million, but due to salary cap reasons, only 69 are going to hit the cap. So on some levels, it's, it's a semi salary cap friendly deal in terms of, you know, we won't get into all the specifics for, for the people. I don't want to bore them to death. How this, how this is going to break down Gary, but here's the bottom line. If he retires after 2024, green Bay takes a salary cap hit immediately of $77 million, 77 million. Think about that. I can't say that enough times, 77 million. <laughs> yeah. They are going to be in complete shambles against the cap. We think the last couple of years have been bad. And they've had some creative accounting to find a way to get themselves under that cap. But Gary, by 2025, if they are going to be in some of the worst salary cap hell you have ever seen in this league, if Rogers goes away, if somehow he's still playing Gary in 2025, they'll redo the contract and, and find a way around some of this stuff. But if, but if he's not Gary, there's, there is no way, no way around that charge of 77 million. The salary cap is real. I think people have found that out this off season. It is a legitimate thing, and people can always say, oh, yeah, you can get around the cap here or there. The Packers could not get around the cap this offseason in terms of cutting people and restructuring people, and a few years down the road, they will not be able to get out of this $77 million hit that could come uh, from Rodgers. So my point in all this is that they better win in the next three years, and it's going to be really hard because, again, they, they are going to take a step backwards, I think, in 2022. They're going to be outstanding on defense. I think they'll run the ball fine, but that wide receiver group is, and we'll get into it, Gary. It's a, it's a mess. I mean, it, it is an absolute mess and they're going to be relying on rookies and guys that are still on the street today for a reason to make that passing game go. So they're going to have to win it in 2023 or 2024 to justify this contract that they just gave Rogers rather than restarting with another quarterback whether that was Jordan Love or let's say Carr from Vegas or somebody else you might have acquired in a trade of Rodgers. And I just don't think, Gary, they're going to get it done. We've watched yeah. Rodgers for 12 straight years flop in the playoffs. It hasn't been pretty. Last year against the 49ers might have been as bad as it's gotten. He's pushing 40 years old. I just, I just don't see it happening. So to your initial question, and I know I took a long path to get there, this was this to me – it, it was it was absolutely time to rip the Band-Aid off. It was time to move on from Aaron Charles Rodgers. And this management team decided to stay married to him, to stay married to past accomplishments. They seem to have all those, all those memories still in their mind, Gary, of 2010 and, and his unbelievable performance in the 45th Super Bowl against Pittsburgh, rather than what they saw two months ago when San Francisco made him look like a below average quarterback in the playoffs. Yeah, Rob, I, I totally agree with all your points. Uh, they're, they're certainly all legit. Uh, the only thing that, that you didn't bring up, and I don't think anybody has really brought this up, is what Aaron Rodgers means to the Packers from a marketing standpoint. I mean, he is a cash cow. And I, I understand where you're coming from, from a team standpoint and everything else, but my goodness, the money he generates for that franchise, uh, it must be ungodly, you know? So I, I can see where it's not only a decision they made from a football standpoint, but a business decision as well. So anyways, 
Uh, just moving on to uh, Devontae Adams, I, I talked to someone who was very close to that situation, and uh, he told me, and, and Rob, you probably saw this, there was a story about how Devontae Adams, uh, you know, had asked out of Green Bay, wanted to go to the Raiders to play with his good friend, Derek Carr. I was told that Derek Carr was just a royal pain in the ass to the Raiders the last three years <laughs> and that he was constantly badgering John Gruden to get Devontae Adams. And, uh, you know, they, they knew they couldn't get Adams the last two years. But, you know, with, with his contract situation now, uh, they obviously were in position to get him. But Derek Carr apparently was just all over Gruden and uh, Raiders management to uh, bring in Devontae Adams. Now, what do you think of that move for the Packers? And what do you think of that move for the Raiders? Well, I think it's going to turn out to be a win-win for both. I mean, the, yeah. the Raiders need to make a splash. They're, they're in the toughest division by a mile, by a mile in football. When you look, you know, you look at the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos now with Russell Wilson and, and, and the Raiders who are trying to, you know, really make a splash in their new home there of, of Las Vegas. I mean, people lose track of this all the time. They, they keep saying Green Bay won 13 straight games now for three straight years. And that's wonderful. They, they did. And that, and that's great. They're, they're what 39 and 10 in that, in that period of time, they've also done it in the worst division in football and, and people lose track of that. If you threw the Packers Gary over in the AFC West with the chiefs, chargers, Raiders, and Broncos, they're probably a 10 and seven kind of a football team. Same type of deal. If you threw them in the, in, in the NFC West with, uh, with, with the Rams and, and the 49ers and the Cardinals, mm -hmm. um, they're, they're, they're eating up on the little sisters of the poor, uh, and, and, and beefing up that record on their way, you know, to number one seeds and home playoff games. And then they get exposed in the postseason as being semi frauds, I guess you would call it Gary, but you know, back to Adams specifically, the, the, the Raiders needed to make a move like that to keep up with the chargers who are obviously on the rise Denver now with a Russell Wilson and, and, and the chiefs who are always going to be, I think, I think a contender with, with Mahomes slash Andy Reid. From Green Bay's perspective, Gary, I liked it a ton. Now, again, they're going to take a hit. They're going to take a step back in 2022. And I think the fan base probably needs to understand that. Or if they do win enough games, Gary, 12, 13 games again, they're going to have to do it in a completely different manner than they've done it here the first three years of, of Rodgers and, and Lafleur. They're going That's to be a good a, point. They're yep. going to be yep. a defensive first team, and they're going to have to run the ball 50% of the time. And they haven't run the ball 50% of the time since 2003 when Amon Green was there setting all sorts of records that year when he eclipsed 1,800 yards. So from Green Bay's perspective, Gary, to, to trade a wide receiver approaching 30, who's already got eight years in the league, you know from a Packer perspective, you have gotten absolutely far and away the best years of his career out of him. Mm -hmm. he, might, he might put up one more year, Gary, or two more years, where he has 80 to 100 catches in, in Las Vegas. But, it, but if you track the trend and the history of wide receivers on the wrong side of 30, they plummet and they plummet quickly. Look at Julio Jones right now is, is kind of a, a prime example of, of, of guys who have, who, have, who have really fallen off the face of the earth and fallen quickly. It, it may not be that precipitous for, for Devontae Adams in terms of his drop, when, when, when he's with the Raiders, but he is going to trend downward Gary over the next three, four, five years. And Green Bay, got with you more. 
Green Bay got absolutely terrific draft. You know, to, again, a first and a second round pick gives Green Bay now four picks of the first 59 in the draft. We'll get into this again, Gary. I think they'll add at least two. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked, Gary, if they drafted three wide receivers and, and hope that two of them turn into legitimate studs. And you could make a case they should do that. Uh, it's, it's an incredibly deep wide receiver draft again. Um, Green Bay is going to have. talking about that a lot in a couple of weeks. We're going to do a yeah. free draft yeah. show. And you're, you're absolutely right, though. They'll have all sorts of freedom and flexibility now to move around that draft board, target the guy they want, and, and go and get him. And, and hope from their perspective, right, that they find the next Jamar Chase, that they find the next Justin Jefferson. Um, guys can come in, Gary, and make a splash in a, in a big, big way. We've seen that here over the last few years. The way these college offenses now are tailored, they, they fit NFL schemes more than ever. And these wide receivers are ready to help from day one. It, it used to be when receivers came in 20 years ago, you would say, well, you would hope by year three, they, you know, they catch 75 balls for 1,000 yards, yada, yada, yada. Right now, they, they come in, Gary, and they do that right away as a rookie. I thought what Green Bay got, now again, Kansas City turned around a week or two later and traded Tyreek Hill and got quite a bit more than the Packers got for Devontae Adams. But, but I do think what Green Bay got was, was extremely fair. Now it's up to Brian Gutekunst to move forward. And the beauty in all this, you know, from a Packer perspective, Gary, is they were not going to go and win a Super Bowl with a $50 million quarterback and a $30 million wide receiver. They were not going to do it with two guys eating up $80 million of the cap. When they made that investment to Rodgers, I, I, I know they put a tag on, on Adams, and I know they snuck him in under the cap. But moving forward, they were not going to get better with two guys gobbling up that much money. It was going to be incredibly hard for them to put enough pieces around those guys to go ahead now and, and catch a Tampa Bay, to catch the Rams, to catch the 49ers. By trading Adams, Gary, they freed up enough money then, you know, for the Rasul Douglases of the world to come back, for the Devondre Campbells of the world uh, to come back, largely to keep that defense intact. And, and, and again, I think that's going to be the strength of the football team in 2022. So I, I, I know the fan base didn't like it, Gary. I, I know they were jumping off bridges and I, I do think there's going to be a short term hit. I really do. I mean, they're going to, they're going to fall to 10 or 11 wins in all likelihood next year with a revamped wide receiver group. But I think this gives them the best chance to chase the Super Bowl in 2023 and 2024, which are going to be Rogers in all likelihood final two years as a Packer. Yeah, you know, uh, on the free agent front, I'll be honest with that. I thought the Packers were just going to get absolutely brutalized. Uh, but like you said, losing Zadarius Smith, I think is a very good player. And to lose him to the Vikings of all teams, right? I mean, he's going to make an impact for them right off the bat, I guarantee you. Uh, they lose Matt Valdez Scantling, who, you know, run-of-the-mill receiver. Uh, Billy Turner, who I thought was a very versatile player, but, you know, he's replaceable. They, they showed that with Lindsley last year when they lost him. The, the one position of the Packers, I, I still think they have to address in free agency is a receiver. And uh, there, there's some interesting names out there. You, you brought up Julio Jones. I'm not a big Julio Jones at, at, at this stage of his career. Antonio Brown. I wouldn't even put him on my practice squad at this point, <laughs> but uh, is there one receiver out there, Rob, that kind of 
piques your curiosity, somebody that could come in and, and be a starter from day one? Probably not, Gary. The only one that I think's got a little bit of life left and that I like still as a player is Jarvis Landry. Ding, uh, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Gary, I mean, listen to this list, right? And, and you touched on a few of them. Julio Jones, who, I mean, it's, it's not 2016. We're not in the NFC championship game uh, anymore where, where we're, you know, we're all watching them tear apart the Packers with, with 10 catches for 200 yards and a couple touchdowns. This is, this is an old aging Julio Jones. Uh, Will Fuller, who I've never liked all that much. Jamison Crowder, a slot guy. They, they've got enough of those. Uh, OBJ, OBJ coming off the knee. Uh, T.Y. Hilton with the, with the Colts. I mean, his, his best years were in the mid, you know, 2010s. Uh, it, 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 it's an unattractive list, Gary. It, it, it's Gary, even at the start of free agency, th- this was a bad group of wide receivers. I mean, Christian Kirk got four years and $72 million dollars. Uh, the ex Arizona guy who never did a whole heck of a lot yeah, uh, with yeah. the Cardinals, you know, guys like Zay Jones got, got paid money. I thought the best guy was Allen Robinson and, and he wound up with the Rams, I think on a three year, $46 million dollar deal there. And we haven't even talked about it, Gary, we'll get into it more, but the Rams won the Super Bowl, and, and they look right now to me to be even, they, they look to me to be dramatically better. No, they, they, they've done a great uh, job during the off season already. Um, with you, the addition. Bobby Wagner now this week and it's no it's it, it or or a few days back it's 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 crazy what they've what they've been able to keep Gary and and then add to a to a Super Bowl roster now I know it's it's really tough to to repeat but um Gary I think at the end of the day the best move for Green Bay is going to be to trade and and again they've they've got incredible draft capital right now um two ones two twos you know three three pick or four picks there in the top 59 one of the, I think they've got 11 or 12 total picks when it's when it's all said and done. They, they've got a they've got a lot of ways they can go with this thing. If I were them, Gary, I, I would trade for a veteran. I wouldn't sign one of these one of these scrubs that are on the street right now or just kind of nonsense players at, at this point in in their careers. The guy they've been linked to the most is DK Metcalf out in Seattle. Uh, Seattle appears to be in a total rebuild at this point in time after after trading Russell Wilson. And, and, and moving on from, from Bobby Wagner, probably two of the, what, five best players in, in the history of that franchise. Gary, if, if you could add a piece like a Metcalf, who he's probably a one at worst. He's, a, he's an unbelievably good two. He, he's a low-end one or a high two mm-hmm. at this point in time. Um, add a guy like him, draft two rookies. You hope one of them hits and hits quickly. And, and, and I might even draft three rookies, Gary. And, and then you bring back what Cobb, Lazard, you know, kind of that mess that they, that they have right now. Amari Rogers, who was, who was dreadful as a rookie. Um, it, it's a, it's a really bad wide receiver room today as, as we do this, this show, Gary, on April 4th, it, it does have a chance though, by again, they don't play football for six months. By the time they hit, by the time they hit the football, uh, football field in September, 
it, it could be a decent group overall, or at least at least competitive. You know, Tunyon yeah. will be back. That that that's a positive. They'll they'll have to use the running backs more, I think. And and like I said at the start, they're they're gonna have to run the ball half the time. And Rogers isn't gonna like that. Rogers probably doesn't want to hear it. But at least in 2022, that's the way they're gonna have to play football. I think to win games, run the ball, rely on the defense, and and hope that some of these wide receivers really come of age quickly. But um, to, to your question, Gary, to start, I don't like what's left on the street. There's a reason these guys are on the street a month into free agency, and I wouldn't go and give any of them a whole lot of money. Yeah. You know, going, going into uh, free agency, I, I had two guys, if I was Brian Gutekunst, that I would target. One was Devontae Parker, who just got traded to uh, New England, and yeah. I, thought, I thought it was an absolute steal for the Patriots. Now, the plus side for the Packers is by the Patriots picking up Devontae Parker, it's unlikely they're going to draft a receiver and the Patriots draft slightly ahead of the Packers. So uh, the people I talked to in the last week or so said that they thought receiver was one of the top two or three spots that the Patriots were going to target in the draft. So from that standpoint, it's, it's, it's some good news for the Packers, but the other guy, and I, it sounds like you don't like him, all, although I shouldn't say you don't like him, you brought his name up, is Jarvis Landry. And uh, yeah, I know he only had 52 receptions last year. He only played in 12 games. He missed five. He was battling some injuries. But Rob, in the, the previous four seasons, he had this, get this, 112, 81, 83, and 52 catches. And he wasn't playing with Aaron Rodgers. He was playing with some hacks at quarterback. And uh, the, the, the catch with Jarvis, though, is that he wants a lot of money. And obviously, the Packers don't have that kind of money that he's looking for. But I, I think if they can somehow reach a compromise, I, I think he'd be a great addition for the Packers. I, I'm with you on Fuller. I, I have mixed feelings about it. He, he'd probably be a deep threat to replace Valdez Scantling, but I, I certainly wouldn't give him any money. The other thing, and I think this is legit, is that they're going to make a trade. Don't you think that that's probably going to be the case? No question. And I think it's going to go down draft weekend, Gary. You, you, you watch how these all typically play out. Um, it gets closer and closer to the draft. Andrew Brandt, the guy who used to, you know, hand, handle all the finances and the salary cap stuff for, for the Packers would always say deadline spur action. And, and as, as we get closer and closer to the draft and everybody's got all these picks and everybody's got this draft capital and, and everybody has guys that they like and are targeting and, and they want to, you know, eventually end up in their uniform. That's when you see these trades and these deals happen. So yes, I, no, I would no. hear I think on that Thursday night, maybe the Wednesday before the draft, um, but when this whole thing gets started, that's when I think you see the Packers add a veteran. And and, and you address this, you know, the uh, DK Metcalf situation. And again, I talked to somebody just a couple of days ago, and he thinks that Tyler Metcalf or Lockett, I should say, Tyler Lockett is available. And I, I think he's a terrific receiver, but he said Metcalf wasn't available. But again, who would have ever thought that uh, Devontae Adams and uh, Tyreek Hill were going to be available, right? So nobody's untouchable. But uh, according to this guy, he said that the Seahawks don't have any plans to uh, move on with 
Metcalf, but they would. Like well, call you up though, Gary, and I say I'll give you a one and a four. All of a sudden, he becomes available pretty quick, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. There, there aren't any untouchables anymore. But oh, yeah. I mean, who like you said, Gary? Who would have thought in this offseason, Adams, Hill, Amari Cooper would all just yes, move? And right? Cooper. I mean, wide yeah. wide receiver is not viewed even close to the way it was a decade or two ago. Again, because what some of these guys are coming in and doing right out of college for $4 million instead of $30 million. You know what, Doug? Do do you like Lockett? I I mean, I like Lockett a lot. I mean, he's had a a 1,000 yards plus the last three seasons. And you know what? He has 23 or 23, 26 touchdown receptions in that same span. So I, I don't know what the Packers would give Seattle, but I'll tell you what, I would seriously consider it. Gary, I like either one of those guys quite a bit when, when you start talking about what the wide receiver room looks like today with, with Jawan Winfrey and, and Alan Lazard and, and Randall Cobb and, <laughs> uh, who's and, 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 and Malik Taylor, right? I mean, it's, it's uh, man, uh, there is no question, again, again, they don't play football till September, but there is no question as we sit here in April, that is the worst collection of wide receivers in football. So anything the general manager can do to beef that up is, is obviously going to be a be a positive. And again, I think his best path is a trade in terms of doing that. Landry, like I said earlier, is the only guy left on the street that I would give any consideration to, but I, I would not even come close to meeting his current price take. Correct. Uh, He's not a $20 million receiver. No, no way. Not even close. Not at this stage. He'll be 30 in November, Gary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, okay, and again, Rob, what do you think of Lockett? What would you give up for Lockett? Not sure what he would take, Gary. I, I, he's certainly not worth a one. Um, again, I'm just calling him up now, too. He, he turns 30 in September. He's got two really good years left, I, w- I would think. And, and again, you're, mm-hmm. if you're Green Bay, you're going for it, aren't you, in the next, in the next two to three years? That, no that's question. He, 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 fit, he fits in there perfectly. He's a yeah, veteran no, receiver. He, he does. He does. And, and, and I do like him a lot. He's probably been more, the more consistent player. Gary versus a Metcalf over, over the last yep. you know, three or four years. Metcalf obviously has ridiculous upside and he could absolutely take off almost like a Javon Walker player did 20 years ago when, when he was in green Bay. I mean, Met, Metcalf has a lot of those same, you know, that same size and some of those same measurables, but you're right here, Gary, you know, three straight years now, Lockett's been over, over a thousand yards. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking 26, 36 touchdowns, Gary, in the, in the, in the last four years. So that's nine a season that, yep. that they've gotten out of him. Again, he's, he's a little smaller than Metcalf. I love and, and everybody does. Everybody loves Metcalf's size. Right. Um, and that's, and that's where you fall in love with him. And, and some of the numbers he would, he can put up when he, when he runs a 40 and he, and he puts 225 up on the bench press 30 times or, or whatever the number was that he did his, his physical attributes are just absolutely off the charts, but Lockett's a Lockett's kind of been lost in the shadows there too, Gary. He's a, I think he's a really underrated wide receiver. Absolutely. Um, when it was all said and done, Gary, now, now which, whichever one of those would affect obviously who you're going to go ahead and draft because you know, you, you would, you would want the opposite. If, if you get a guy like, like Metcalf, maybe you go for a smaller guy than in, in, in the draft, like an Olavi out of Ohio State. And if, if you get a smaller guy like Lockett, maybe you go for the big, strong wide receiver than in the draft if, if, if you're Green Bay. But but I'll tell you what, Gary, like like you said, and like, like we're talking about here, either one of those guys 
um, immediately takes the, the Packer wide receiver room from an F where it stands today to probably like a C minus. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would, I would be uh, very pleased if the Packers got one of those two guys and uh, like you said, added another receiver in the, with one of their first round picks. I, I think they'd be fine. So, uh, Hey, is there any other position that you think the Packers should address in free agency? I, I mean, they, they don't have a lot of money, obviously at their disposal, but do you think there's something out there that yet that, uh, that could help them at perhaps offensive tackle, defensive end, um, any of those spots? Yeah, you know, Gary, they've they've got about fifteen million to play with right now. Um, again, one of the benefits of the Adams trade, and 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 it's going to hurt them on the field, obviously, but it it allowed them to get under the cap. It allowed them to bring back a couple of people that they probably weren't going to um, otherwise, and and it's given them a little bit of flexibility here. I mean, like. They just signed Jaron Reed, the, the defensive lineman from, from Kansas City, you know, a veteran that's going to, you know, he'll probably do what Kingsley Kiki did for him last year, Gary. You know, he'll, he'll just be in that rotation and be kind of a steady player, and, and they'll hope to squeeze something out of him um, because he's been okay the last few years for, for the Chiefs. Uh, to me, a, a real sneaky position all of a sudden of need has become offensive line. Mm-hmm. And, and we talked yeah. all – you know, all season last year that, you know, Green Bay's depth was as good, if not better than, than anybody's in football. And, and it was, I mean, it was ridiculous with the injuries they had that the offensive line played that well. But if you flash back all of a sudden out of that San Francisco game in the playoffs, Gary, here's what they lined up with that night, left to right. When guys were getting healthy, Billy Turner at left tackle gone Runyon at left guard, Myers at center, Patrick at, at right guard, gone. Mm-hmm. Dennis Kelly at right, tack, uh, uh, right, right tackle, gone. So three of the five guys you started that night against the 49ers are gone. Um, they you will know get what, a- Rob, though? Even though they're gone, <laughs> I think it was just a sad state of affairs for that offensive line at that point. But I, I know where you're going with the depth standpoint. Well, so from a depth standpoint, I'm again, Gary, I think they're going to put five on the field to start the year. They're going to, you know, they're going to more than hold their own and probably mm-hmm. be a top 10 or 12 line in the league. But, but we know how injuries crop up and, Absolutely. Get, and, 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 and their two best offensive linemen are still coming back off ACL tears. I mean, Bakhtiari mm-hmm. in essence missed all of last season with his ACL. I know he played a few snaps against the lions in week 17, but he couldn't even line up then for the playoff game. And, and Elton Jenkins is he, his ACL was in November. It would be a shock if he would be ready to go, maybe not a shock, but a little bit of a surprise if he was ready to go in, in week one. So they've got some real questions there. When you talk about number 69 and number 74, trying to come back from those ACLs. Um, By the time we get to Christmas, if those two are back on the field, and I think there's a good chance Jenkins kicks out to right tackle. We've got to see how the, how the draft plays out and, and where green Bay goes. But um, you know, w- when you talk about those two guys at tackle, then potentially Gary Runyon at left guard Myers at center, and then they'll, they'll plug Newman in, I would assume at right guard. That's a pretty steady, a pretty solid offensive line. Yeah. But again, injuries are going to hit at some point in time. They, they've got to replenish the depth. Um, they, you know, if Gary, if they took an offensive tackle high, they could leave Jenkins alone at, at left guard 
next to Bakhtiari and play a young offensive tackle on the right side and, and then let a couple of guys like Meyer, Patrick, and Newman fight it out for those last couple interior spots and, and you, you've replenished your depth. We have seen since Brian Gutekunst took over for Ted Thompson just how much he values offensive linemen. He seems to take two or three almost every single year in the draft. He loves offensive linemen and, and, and Aaron Rodgers should love him for it because <laughs> yeah. even, yeah. even in a year like last year, Gary, when they are decimated up front, those guys still blocked their tails off and, 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 and gave a winning performance more times than not. So I wouldn't go that way, Gary, necessarily in free agency, but with all the draft capital green Bay has, I, I think that probably is number two right now maybe number three, because I think they need another edge rusher after losing Zadarius Smith. You know, when you look at their drafting, it's Gary, I'd, I'd go wide receiver tackle and probably edge rusher. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll tell you, we'll, we'll really go in depth in a couple of weeks on the draft. And um, I don't know about you, Rob, but I, I love following the draft and especially in the Packers cases here where their options are just amazing. I mean, to have that kind of draft capital four picks, in the first two rounds, I mean, they, they could do so many different things. And if, if you're a Packer fan, I mean, you've got to be fired up. I mean, and, and let's face it, Gutekunst, for the most part, has struck gold with all his first and second round picks, right? He's done extremely well. He, he doesn't get enough credit, I think, Gary, for what he's done in terms of putting this roster back together, uh, building one of the deeper mm-hmm. rosters in football, and drafting – extremely well especially at the top you know when you I, I think his first pick ever was Jair wasn't it and yeah then then you look to the next year and his his first round picks are are, are what Gary and Savage um Gary is a rising star Stokes. Stokes had a really good rookie season Elton Jenkins as a two was was, was an outstanding pick and and turned in and you know we'll, we'll see what he, what he looks like coming off this this knee but um, you know, that, that was, that was Myers. an outstanding pick and, and Myers last year is a two. No, you're, you're exactly right, Gary. He, he's been really, really good up, up, up top high in the draft. And, you know, he can stand Pat right now. He's got picks 22 and 28 and, and he can roll the dice and, and, and say, I'm going to get a wide receiver and a tackle there or Gary, he, you know, if, if, if there's a wide receiver, he likes a 10 and he thinks that's the next Justin Jefferson, right? He thinks that's the next Jamar chase. He can package those two picks, and he's got plenty of power. He's got plenty of ammunition. I, I really respect uh, Gutekunz. Uh, he, he's not one of the, those GMs that's going to sit still. If he sees an opportunity to move up, move down, he's going to do it, and he's done it. Um, so, yeah, now with four picks, my goodness, uh, he, he's going to have a field day, you know, between now and the draft, you know, talking to different teams, different options. So, we're coming down the stretch here, Rob. Anything else you want to touch upon on the uh, Packers? Anything that has transpired uh, since the end of the season up until now? Well, I just want to recap a little bit, Gary, and, and, and put this in perspective for the fan base. And, and I'm going to bounce all these names off you. Let, let's go through kind of a final time here, what they've lost, yeah, what they've added, and what they've kept. And you, you just give me, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much of an impact do you think these, these are going to be? Okay. Okay. And then, and then we'll kind of finish off with a, with a general thought of where this team is uh, kind of compared to where, where they were back in January 
and, and, and where they are now against the rest of the conference and really the rest of the league. So here's what they've lost, Gary. And again, just give me a one to 10 number and, and I'll give you mine. One, uh, one being end. like no big deal, 10 being. Yep, 10, a 10 being a, a monumental loss, one being, okay, fine. I replace him with a seventh round pick. Okay. Okay, Devontae Adams. Uh, probably eight. Yeah, I'd go nine ish, right? Okay. Uh, yep, I'm with you right there. Billy Turner. Uh, six. Yep, yep. Uh, I'd go five or six. I'm with you. MVS. Four. <laughs> yeah, two or three, four. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. The guy was, to me, an underachiever. So, average 30 catches a year for his four yep. Yep. years, right? I, I know he stretched the field, but, you know, Carl Lewis could have stretched the field, right? You um, could have stretched the field. <laughs> I don't know about me, Gary. <laughs> Carl Lewis could have. I don't know if yeah. he could have caught the ball or got hit by <laughs> Ronnie Lott. But. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Z- Zadarius Smith. Uh, you know what? If, if you would have, would have went to the AFC, I would have said no big deal. But I'm going to say probably an eight because he went to the Vikings and he's going to be motivated to have a big season. Plus, he's with a couple of his former Packer coaches. I, I expect him to be an impact player for him. Well, he's already taken some shots at Green Bay and Rodgers on social media, which I found amusing. He's, yeah. He, yeah. He's going to be amped up to play these guys. Again, people have short memories, Gary. 13 and a half sacks and 12 and a half sacks yeah. were, were his numbers in 19 and 20. And as good as Gary and Preston Smith were last year, neither one of them hit double digits in sacks in, right. in, in the right. regular season. I so mean, what are you saying? Well, what's the number? You yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go eight. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because now not only did you lose them, you've got to invest one of those, one of those picks either in round one or round two on an edge rusher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those, one of those first four picks you have, I mean, Let's just say, Gary, they didn't sign anybody or trade for anybody between now and the start of the draft. I would expect two of those four picks to be wide receivers, one to be an offensive lineman, and one to be an edge rusher. So, um, you know, by losing Smith, that's where you stand with things. Uh, Shannon Sullivan. Uh, five. I might even go three or four. Yeah. yeah because you're, you're just so deep back there. Right. Yeah, you know what? And I agree with you, Rob, from a Packers standpoint, I don't think it's a big blow, but he goes to the Vikings. And you know yeah. what? He's going to be in the rotation from day one. So you that's watch. the re- reason I gave him a higher grade. You watch. He'll get an interception against uh, Rodgers next year. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of the four that Rodgers will throw. Uh, Lucas look, look Patrick. Uh, probably a four. Yeah. You know, really an underrated guy, though, Gary. Yeah. You know, just did all the dirty work inside, was just a grinder. Certainly guys are more athletic than him that, that have come through green Bay, but yeah, I, I'm going to go five. I, I, he's versatile too. You know, he can play either guard spot or center again. Oh, no question. That, that group and, takes and, and, and again, I would have gave him a higher number if they didn't have Myers, Runyon and Newman. Okay. So I, I think they're okay there. Yeah. But you're talking about guys going to the Vikings and now here's one that went to the bears. Correct. Correct. Exactly. So he's in the division and Kind of know some of the tricks that go on at twelve sixty five Lombardi, right? <laughs> there you go. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see there. Uh, Equinemia St. Brown, <laughs> zero. Correct. <laughs> I agree with you. Even though even though our scale was one to ten here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> uh, uh, how, about, how about Oren Burks? 
two. I'm going to go three or four just because he was probably their best special teams player. Yeah, which, wait, wait, which wasn't very special, Rob, remember? Correct, correct. <laughs> but you think is how, of how bad those units were. Yeah, um, yeah. And, 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 they, and they'll obviously need to be better with the, with the new special teams coach. Um, but, yes, you know, again, two or three, not, not a huge thing, maybe four at the most. Uh, Kelly, and, and now Kelly's still on the street technically, but they, they haven't shown any, you know, any inclination, any inclination, Gary, of, of re-signing him. So let, let's just work under the assumption he's gone. Yeah. Uh, one. Yeah. Two or three. Uh, how, how, how about, uh, I wish I had you as a professor in college, Rob. <laughs> Say it again. I said, I wish I had you as a professor in college instead of getting B's, I could have got AIDS. You know? <laughs> I want to help the GPA, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, how about the punter, Bohorquez? That, to me, I, I, I mean, nobody's talking about it, but to me, that is one of the most baffling moves of the offseason. I like the guy personally. I, I know he had some slippage at the end of the season, but, hey, I, I think that happens quite to a lot of punters in, in cold weather but apparently the new special teams coach, you know, wasn't high on him. So they, they went a different route. I see he signed, right. Didn't he go to the Browns if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I think that's right, Gary. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the guy, didn't he lead the league in punting like two years ago, like around 49 yards of punt or whatever. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's a punter in, you know, in the, in the big scheme of things, it probably doesn't matter to a large extent, but Again, that 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 kind of baffled me a little bit. No, me too. It 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 certainly did, and I know they picked up a few dollars in the process, but um, and salary cap issues were tight then. But but there there's no question it, it was a surprise, and and now you had Pat O'Donnell instead, right? The the ex mayor who's 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 aging, and and I don't again, I don't I don't think you've upgraded the position. I think you've gone backwards. And you know what? It wouldn't shock me if they they took a punter like in the seventh round or sixth round or something like that too. Maybe there's somebody out there that they're already targeting, you know. But you would uh, be right with that. They they probably don't need all those draft picks to come in and stick on the roster where you can take a chance. Yeah. On on a guy on a guy like a punter. And you know, Gary, the the, the other thing that people aren't talking about, you know, when we talk, and we'll get into what they've added and kept here real quick, but. You know, in addition now to what they lost, I mean, don't forget that, that coaching staff took some hits too, kind of led by Nathaniel Hackett going out to, to, to coach the Broncos that, that that's going to be a revamped and a regroup, uh, you know, kind of a reorganized Packer uh, coaching staff. And some of those guys now in new, in new roles and new positions and these new hires, they, they've got a lot to prove because some of the, some of the people Green Bay lost uh, from its coaching staff and its coaching tree here, uh, under under Matt Lafleur are very highly regarded in the league. So I, Gary, I I think that uh, you know some of some of those hits on the coaching tree are going to be big as well. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you you know my opinion of uh, Hackett. I, I've been touting him you know last two years, and uh, yep. I, I guess the only thing that uh, was good for the Packers is that he didn't wind up being the coach in Chicago or Minnesota, <laughs> and that could have conceivably happened, but. Uh, I, I expect big things from this guy. I think he's a very, very talented coach. All right. Now let's go into what they added. So, so, you know, Gary, at, at the end of the day, and, and let, let's, let's look at our numbers here, you know, that were on, on the higher side of five. They, they, I mean, they definitely took some hits. Adams an eight or a nine, Zedarius an eight or a nine. 
Um, you know, Lucas yeah. Patrick, maybe a, maybe a five or, you know, you, you like Sullivan a little bit more than me. Um, you know, MVS is, you know, we, we didn't put a real high number on him, but again, it's left that wide receiver group really in, in kind of shambles and disarray for, for the time being. Yeah. They, they've taken some real hits here in, in, in free agency. And, and again, I, I think it shows the average Packer fan who always, you know, I hear this time and time again from Packer nation, Gary is, well, there's always a way around the salary cap. You'll, they'll get it figured out. They'll bring these guys back. You can't do it at the end of the day. You can't pay everybody. The salary mm-hmm. cap is real and, and, and they've taken some extreme hits and they would have taken more Gary, a lot more if they didn't trade Devontae Adams. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, and I think to Gutekunst's credit, I think he saw that as a possibility when he drafted Gary, you know, like he was protecting his uh, his assets there. Sure. I, I really believe that even going back, what when was he drafted? Three years ago? Correct. That, uh, you know, Gutekunst had it in mind that, hey, down the road, he could lose him. Obviously, Gary was a very good player, very good choice, but yeah, no, you're right. They took some hits. Probably they probably took more hits than any of the elite teams in the NFL, right? No question about it. I, you know, I think if you had them at third, fourth in the league, and your power ratings at the end of the 2021 season, let's say even after the Super Bowl, you know, you'd probably put them somewhere today around eight to ten. After after all this is has kind of played out. So now, Gary, here's what they've added, and and we'll see how this plays out. But Jaron Reed, the defensive lineman they signed from from the Chiefs for you know a, a, a low end free agent deal, yeah, three uh, maybe four. I mean it. Yeah, it you know what? I'll give him a five because I I think he'll be like the needle. fourth down lineman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I still think they need to draft a defensive lineman no to, to help Kenny Clark out a little bit more. No um, question. But uh, you know. Reed will, Reed will be one of these, whatever, situational, rotational type of guys. Yeah. 20, 25 snaps a game. Doesn't move the needle a great deal. Pat O'Donnell, the punter, like we talked about. Let's say he's on the roster, Gary. I don't know, two or three. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, again, that, that was a baffling decision by the Packers, but yeah. um, they, they have reason. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say, yeah, three, four. You know, they, they signed that Kesey and Nixon, the, the corner from the Raiders. Again, I don't even know if he makes the football. Rob, team. you know, I gave that one guy a zero. I'm giving this an 11. <laughs> <laughs> you like this one, huh? If this, is- this guy can return a kickoff more than 10 yards. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I, I think he could be one of the pleasant additions. I really do. I think he could be a surprise guy. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see on that. And then, and then Gary, here's the guys they, they, they just kept. You know, we talked talked about all the free agents they lost here's what here's what they've kept and and, the, and these to me are, are pretty big yeah. you know they, they kept rasul douglas seven or eight right that's a pretty I'd, big one i'd go seven i i thought he had, he had he had like a fairy tale year i mean the people i've talked to around the league rob were not that high on this guy and, right i mean he shocked the world he really did so whether he can do it again we'll see that that'll be the key gary as much as anything was it you know, was it a one-year fairy tale? Because let's be honest, for, for the majority of his career, it, 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 his story was nothing close to that. Um, or, or has he really turned a corner now? And 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 can he be, um, you know, a legitimate starter in the league for the next few years moving forward? We'll we'll see. But at least on paper, bringing him back was was pretty big. How about Devondre Campbell? 
again, 11. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 10. At 10. I mean, they could ill afford to lose him. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. Eight or nine. Um, uh, again, terrific year. If you lost him, you've got to invest a high draft pick in that position. Now you don't. Yep. Bobby Tunyon? Uh, probably a seven. I mean, he, to me, he's going to be one of the X factors if the Packers are going to make a, a Super Bowl run, you know, next year. He, he's got to take it to that next level. Might be tough coming off the knee, but, yep, but I, I'm, yep. with you, I'm with you. It was a, it was a guy you certainly didn't want to see walk out of the building. Um, the, that that's for sure. And then, and then Alan Lazard, Gary. Yeah. Seven, six, seven. See, I, I'd go less. I'd go three or four there. I just, he's just, yeah. You know what, Rob? I, I mean, in hindsight, I, I would, I would say maybe five. He, he's like their third, fourth receiver, you know, on a championship team, Gary, he's got to be a three or a four. He can't be a starter. And Correct. Um, you know, Correct. Ron, Ron always used to look at things that way. He would say, is, is is this guy a starter on a championship team? And if he wasn't, he tried to replace him. And he tried to move on from him pretty quick. Or or he certainly got a guy in who was better than him, and he dropped him on the depth chart. And that that's what I loved about Ron Wolf. You know, it was he was so cutthroat uh, with, with some of this stuff. And Lazard, again, terrific blocker. Probably going to give you 40 catches a year if, you know, on, if, if, if you're lucky, two, three a game. So yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go three or four there, Gary. And, okay. and then really here could, here could, here could be the biggest addition or the, or the biggest, uh, you know, guy they've brought into the building since then is, is, is Rich, Rich Passaccia, right? With special teams. Well, based on what I heard, uh, I've heard nothing but great things about the guy. I, I, I've talked to some people in the Raiders organization. I talked to some people around the league and he's got a ton of respect, but you know, you, you can be the greatest coach in the world. And, and if you don't have talent for those positions, um, but no, no, I, I'll, I'll say eight. Yeah. Well, compared to, you know, kind of the track record that his predecessors have had now for the better part of two decades, I'm with you, Gary. <laughs> I mean, it, a lot, a lot of those guys didn't have a track record, did they? No, they, no. It, 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 you scratched your head time and time and time again when some of these guys were hired and then after they were fired their assistants were promoted right yeah, and, right right and that was always the most baffling thing to me about green bay special teams here over the last 10 or 15 years so they finally invested some money they finally went outside the organization they're going to get a fresh face a fresh voice uh in inside that room it, it, it's largely now too up to Brian Gutekunst, right? To, to draft a couple, three players that can, can provide an immediate uh, upgrade and, and some immediate help to that, to that special teams units. Again, that group doesn't have to be a top five or a top eight, let's call it, you know, unit in, in the league. They just can't keep finishing 32nd, Gary. Um, no, and I, I think uh, his biggest assignment is getting Crosby back on uh, back on track you know I mean he's got to be the kicker that we saw you know the last several years not the one we saw last year I mean that that guy's got to be the automatic kicker he used to be so I, I think that's his number one assignment yeah they got to find a way to tackle on kick and punt returns Gary those have been dreadful they, I agree. They, I agree. Time, they need a kick return more than 21 yards and a punt return more than eight yards. He's, you know, and I'll be honest, I don't think Amari Rogers is the answer from what we saw in, in 2021. Maybe they have to draft a guy or, or open that up for, for competition again. We'll, 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 we'll see where they go in that direction. These, 
he's got a lot to fix though, Gary. There, there's no question about that. That's, you know, that's for sure. And that's so, why he's getting the big bucks, right? <laughs> he so. is getting the big bucks. I mean, I mean, good for him. And it's, you know, it, it, it took the Packers long enough as, as an organization to, to recognize the importance of that. I mean, it was the way they treated that Gary, it was almost like the Brewers, you know, not having a hitting coach or something like that. Um, you know, and just say, yeah, we're, we're fine. Council was a hell of a hitter. You know, he'll handle that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good analogy. Very good analogy. So, all right. Are so we done? Not, yeah. Gary, Gary, that, that, that's pretty much the list of what they've lost, what they've added, what they've kept, you know? So, so again, they, they were 13 and four a year ago. Those losses to me are pretty dramatic in terms of you, you look at what they lost versus what they kept and what they added. I, you know, we'll see Gary the schedule isn't out yet it'll come out the next couple of weeks um to me they're looking like about an 11 11 win football team I would say in 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 2022 and in and I certainly don't see them challenging for an NFC title that's for sure ye of little faith yes I am <laughs> very little faith <laughs> yeah well the, the good thing for uh Packer Nation is uh there, there's still plenty of time and the, the draft is absolutely critical and uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, our perspective on the Packers, you know, after the draft. And uh, before we wrap it up, I want to uh, put a plug in for our crack editor, um, Joe Iani, who lives in of all places, Toronto. And um, he's looking for more podcast work and, if you or anyone else is interested, you can go to Joseph, obviously, is easy to spell. Ayani is I-A-N-N-I at Outlook.com. And uh, he knows producing inside and out and can basically answer uh, any question you may have of uh, starting a podcast or improving your podcast. So uh, check him out and uh, great guy on top of it. So, Rob, that's a wrap. Thank you, uh, as usual, for your uh, keen insights. And thanks for uh, opting not to sign another podcast during free agency. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, we'll, we'll come back, what, in a couple of weeks, Gary, and, and, and we'll, we'll talk about the draft, right, and where they can go for it. I, I, I am just looking here quick, Gary. 11 overall picks, four in the first 59, five in the top 92. I mean, you, you can do some damage with that. So um, like, like, I, like I said, you know, the way they sit today, it's probably a 10, 11 win football team, but if Gutekunst hits a couple home runs in that draft, Gary, you know, they, they could be right back up there where they, where they could challenge a team like the Rams quickly. Absolutely. So, and uh, finally, thanks to uh, our loyal and grow, growing legion of listeners. Take care and all the best. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWoofle and WooflesPressBox.com.